Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, every Thursday on Coast to Coast, we go to the MGM National Harbor for the mad scientist, the one and only, unequal, lead analyst of SportsGrid, Warren Sharp, styling per usual between Christmas and New Year's, ready to unload on you with more skinny than you can even imagine or comprehend. Warren, happy New Year, my man. Excited to see you as usual, but I am not excited about this thrilling game tonight with Josh Dobbs playing quarterback. Christ, he might be worse than the kid. <laughs> I don't know if the kid you're referring to is, is Malik Willis. I don't know if Dobbs could be any worse than that because Malik Willis has been ab- an abject disaster out there on the field, just incapable of making even some of the simplest reads or able to execute this offense. So I don't necessarily view it as a downgrade, but here's the problem. He's not familiar with the offense at all. He was on another team's practice squad. He's just being brought in. I think he's been with the team for eight days. He's now expected to start this game. This is clearly a game where the Titans intelligently are choosing to play the game that matters, and that's focusing on next week's game. It would not shock me at all if their advanced scouting department yesterday, the day before that, weren't even looking at scouting to try to achieve edges against the Dallas Cowboys, and instead were looking ahead to their game next week against the Jacksonville Jaguars, which will determine if they can make the postseason or not. So I just anticipate a lot of conservative offense from this Tennessee Titans team tonight, and I absolutely do not expect this team to be able to score a lot of points offensively. You know, Warren, they're not gonna uh, they're not gonna do anything tonight. And I gotta tell you, I don't think they're gonna beat Jacksonville in the den of iniquity down in Duval County either. Uh, the Jaguars are playing great football, and the Titans have literally seen their season wiped out. They look terrible week to week. Their little plan to not worry about tonight is going to backfire on their ass. Well, look, I don't think that they're going to be too upset if they don't play well because they're resting a lot of their guys and they're now working ahead towards their game next week. It's going to be interesting once we talk about Jacksonville. You know, Jacksonville, they don't necessarily need to win this game against the Houston Texans either. That game next week is just so big for both of these teams. But the Jacksonville Jaguars have a terrible record against the Houston Texans in general. So Jacksonville might go out and catch themselves a loss as well this week. So I just really think this is a time of year when you're handicapping these games and looking at uh, motivation has to be one of the key elements that you bring into your handicap more than most week two, week three, week four type matchups. Motivation is critical at these points in time. And Fortunately, you've seen the store, you've seen the playbook for the Tennessee Titans by who they've chosen to rest and make inactive for this game. They've moved some players over to uh, their injured reserve as well just now, Bud Dupree's on the injured reserve. So, I mean, this team is just really beaten up, and 
they have so many, so few outs to actually win a game. You need to have a run game with Derrick Henry, achieve success, and then you need your defense of secondary to play well enough and not get burned over the top. Their secondary is not good, uh, and they're not going to be able to run the ball quite as effectively in this game. So I'm just worried you know, like Dallas might be able to name their score here, which is unlikely, something that you would say when you've got a Mike Vrabel Tennessee Titans on the other end. But it really is up to Dallas how quickly they take their foot off their gas in this one because they've got motivation uh, and they obviously are the far superior team on both sides of the ball based upon many, who is able to play right now. So many guys aren't going to play on defense. No Henry, no quarterback, no chance. Uh, the only thing left to see is what Dallas is going to do in terms of who are they going to play and how long are they going to play in this game? Who are they trying to preserve? We welcome our radio affiliate, Sirius XM Channel 159. Of course, Sports Map and Sports Byline Networks. Good to have you with us on a Thursday. We're talking to Warren Sharp, our lead analyst on Sports Grid from the MGM National Harbor. Uh, it's time for your elite, famous, everyone talks about it. Warren's one game parlay. Let's go. I pulled it up here on the MGM app in case everybody uh, or anybody does not know how this works. It's the one game parlay. You build it with four legs. If one of those legs loses, you get your money back. So it's a guarantee to get your money back if one leg loses. The four that I chose to go with in this game, I laid an alt spread on the Dallas Cowboys to win this game by at least six and a half. Ezekiel Elliott to score a touchdown. Dobbs under 200 yards passing, and Robert Woods under 50 yards receiving. I will say this, uh, there was another player, another tight end, Austin Hooper, that I preferred to taking his under on than I did Robert Woods, but MGM pulled him off the board right before I was about to throw that one in there. So if he has popped back up on the board, I do like Austin Hooper's under a little bit more than I like Robert Woods under to combine into this parlay, uh, but those are the four that I went with. Uh, you know, I, I got to tell you, I think it's a brilliant uh, four-pox Shakur right there of legs for this parlay. Uh, as usual, brilliant. So how long do you think the Dallas guys are going to play in this game? Let's say Dak and, and, and everyone that matters, CeeDee Lamb. I mean, definitely through the first half into the third quarter, and then you see what the score is. If the score is anywhere close to that Vikings-Dallas game, I mean, these guys are coming out middle of the third quarter. But I don't imagine that it's going to get that crazy. I do think that Dallas has a comfortable lead, and they don't play the full game. Uh, but I would imagine they won't come out until some point late third or early fourth. We'll come back and talk with Warren about uh, the Derek Carr situation. Vikings, Pat, Steelers, and Ravens. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If you travel, you know when it comes to love. See you soon. Can't wait. The sky is no limit. You know with your Delta Amex card, being oceans apart means meeting in Aruba. And booking a war travel with your card means saving 15% on Delta flights. You know, kissing under the bridge of size guarantees eternal love because you're the long distance lovebirds. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Takeoff 15 discount not applicable to partner operated flights or taxes and fees. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.
So, uh, Warren, I want to start with the uh, Derek Carr situation. I know McDaniel said uh, they're sitting him for all kinds of uh, bullshack. Uh, where we want to evaluate this and that. The reality is they're getting rid of him. He's done in Vegas, right? I mean, honestly. Well, yeah, he's he's done because they don't they don't, they're sitting him because they don't want his contract to have to be they don't want to have to pay the forty million plus for his contract if he gets hurt. And look, I'm not here to defend Derek Carr and say he's a good quarterback, but I was shocked and frankly disgusted by some of the comments that Josh McDaniels was making and tried to say about Derek Carr. I'll read them here. He said, offensively, you have to throw the ball better than what we've thrown at times here. We've been able to win some in spite of that. Let me tell you the way that this Raiders team has played this season. They've been one of the best teams to bet on in the first half and bet against in the second half. Now, how are they able to get these leads? It's because Derek Carr has been a good enough quarterback to get these leads. Why are they losing all these leads? And why have we been fading the hell out of them in the second half of games? week in and week out and just stacking money in our bank account is because of this coach and how terrible his play calling is, his conservative nature, his decision making on third and fourth downs in these games. But I'll also tell you this, something that was really surprising about these second half performances on early downs in the second half of these games. I went all the way back to 2005 and I looked at every quarterback who threw the ball on early downs in the second half with a lead. Derek Carr's season this year ranked 388 out of 388 quarterbacks in EPA per pass attempt in efficiency throwing the ball in these situations. How is he the worst quarterback of any quarterback since at least 2005? Well, it's not because he's a bad quarterback, because I looked at the prior five years, and guess what? He's a top 10 quarterback in those exact situations the five years before Josh McDaniels got there. But with Josh McDaniels, he's been the worst in the NFL since 2005, and a lot of it has to do with the play calls and the protection and the decisions that Josh McDaniels makes in terms of calling the plays on these uh, early down pass attempts that put him into third down situations and then force them to get conservative, and then they pump the ball back and they give up all of these leads. So shame on Josh McDaniels for trying to blame everything on Derek Carr. Derek Carr's helped in build these leads. And again, I'm not defending his contract. I'm not suggesting that he's a franchise-caliber quarterback that a team should build around. But these were gross comments from Josh McDaniels, in my opinion. So let me ask you real quick. So uh, you have Adams and, and Carr, who had a history in college, and you had... Rodgers and, and Adams in Green Bay. And Rodgers, in my view, threw two touchdowns to Adams every time they put the helmet on. Why is it that I've seen Adams have all kinds of spectacular bomb touchdowns this year? How is it that Carr can't throw two touchdowns to this guy every week like Rodgers did? I mean, they have not played together for a while, but one bet that I was making consistently almost every single week was Devontae Adams' longest reception over. And that thing kept cashing. Just like betting on the Raiders in the first half, betting against them in the second half, and betting on Devontae Adams' longest reception over was great. The problem is they weren't throwing him the ball enough, and they weren't utilizing him in the right situations. It was just a lot of running, and then all of a sudden throw the ball down the field. Also, I will tell you this, it does hurt when you've got Waller, and Renfro out, and you don't really have a number two that the defenses care about, so they're sh shading coverage over to Devontae Adams, left, right, and in between uh, all game long. All right, let's move on to the Vikings and Packers, uh, the said Packers that I was just talking about, because I think they're hot, obviously, and I said earlier on the show the Vikings don't have a lot to play for, but Carver High reminded me that they do. They don't want to play on the road in the playoffs. They want to get that home field in that number two. So he says this is of massive significance to them, this game at Lambeau. And I just still like the Packers when they play at Lambeau the way they've been playing the last several weeks. I understand that, and that's why some sharp guys did come in and lay the points with the Green Bay Packers and move this up to three and a half. But I just can't get behind that because one of the things that I have noticed about Kirk Cousins is that of late, his last four opponents, they all have ranked top 10 in rate of using man coverage defense. And Kirk Cousins struggles against man defense, but he's going up against all these teams that use man a ton. Now he's going up against the Green Bay Packers that are the third most zone-heavy team in the NFL down the stretch. In addition to that, they're the number two most blitz-heavy team 
but they record pressure at the second lowest rate in the league. So they blitz and play uh, zone coverage, and Kirk Cousins has eaten blitzes versus zone coverage alive. He's had so much success. He's a top five quarterback throwing the ball when he's blitzed with zone behind it, but he's one of the worst in the NFL when he's blitzed with man behind it. The fact that he's now going up against a zone defense the first time in over a month, I think he's going to look better and have more success in this spot. The other thing is, the way that you beat the Minnesota Vikings defense is to throw the ball down the field on them. They have a very bad pass defense. That's what Daniel Jones did. The Giants knew how to do it. They came out last week. Daniel Jones was throwing the ball on first down left and right. They were throwing the ball deep. They had a lot of success. Daniel Jones went over everything. Passing yards, passing attempts, pass completions, all the props. Daniel Jones went over because of the way they attacked. The Green Bay Packers are a more conservative team. We also don't know if their number one receiver, Watkins, is even going to be up for this game or close to 100%. They also lost their kick returner to injury last week. He's trying to practice. Will he actually go? How close will he be to 100%? Those things have mattered for the Green Bay Packers to get some of these leads and to score some of those points is Watson and their number two uh, uh, and their kick returner. The other thing that I'll note, Scott, on this game is that the Green Bay Packers, yeah, they seem like they're turned a corner and they're improving a lot. And I know the Vikings defense does stink. But tell me how many teams, aside from the game last week, where Tua obviously had that concussion with two minutes left in the first half, was not the same since. The uh, Miami Dolphins were up 20-10, to 10, driving to make this three-score game before he got that concussion right before the half. Obviously, Miami comes back and wins that game thanks to three Tua interceptions dealing with that concussion in the second half. Aside from that game, how many times have the Green Bay Packers beaten a team by more than three points this year? The answer is of all the games that they played, and we're in week 17, they've only beaten two teams by more than three points. The Chicago Bears, who they did so twice against, and the Rams, led by Baker Mayfield, who they did so once against. So I just don't have a lot of confidence that this Green Bay Packers team, even though they are playing at Lambeau, is going to win this game with margin. Well, I'm not even going to... Uh... I'm not even going to doubt you because I already seen what you do. I mean, you're evil. Uh, I'll get to that Carolina bet you hit last week because I got to tell you, uh, I mean, that that was just unbelievable. Don't even get me started. Steelers and Ravens in the Charm City. The Steelers couldn't handle them in Pittsburgh, lost 16-14, and Huntley was running the show then. What's going to be different this time around? I just don't think the Steelers are a good road team at all. Look, I'll argue that the Steelers could handle them last time. They lost by two points. After the first two drives by the Steelers that were punts, they had seven drives. They moved the ball into Ravens territory all seven times, but guess what happened? Mitch Trubisky throws three interception. All of those interceptions were caught down inside the red zone. They also missed a field goal in that game. The Steelers should have won that game last time out. I think the Steelers are going to have more success here. I think if you bet the dog in this series, you're going to be counting your money because the dog in this series since Harbaugh took over is 21-9-2. That's 70% ATS when these teams meet each other. And when the dog is catching at least three points, now the Steelers are down to two and a half, the dog is 17 one and three ATS. That's 94% ATS since 2008. If you get three or more points, just take the dog when the Steelers play the Ravens, whoever it is. And in this case, it's maybe one of the most perfect teaser legs of the entire season. Take the Steelers from two and a half through the three and through the seven. I think it's going to be a great teaser leg opportunity if you did not get involved in the Steelers earlier this week. Hand me a pen. I got to write this down. I don't. Have, I can't remember it. I got early for Alzheimer's. Give me a pen. I got to write down the teaser on the Steelers. Go ahead and get me a pen. That is brilliant stuff. Those numbers are staggering. Of course, I remember Mitch throwing uh, the two picks in the red zone. Made me sick to my stomach. When we come back, we'll talk about Warren's big hit last week with Carolina schooling the Lions. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. 
It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. If you travel, you know when it comes to love. See you soon. Can't wait. The sky is no limit. You know with your Delta Amex card, being oceans apart means meeting in Aruba. And booking a war travel with your card means saving 15% on Delta flights. You know, kissing under the bridge of size guarantees eternal love because you're the long distance lovebirds. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Takeoff 15 discount not applicable to partner operated flights or taxes and fees. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know. Every day, our world gets a little more connected, but a little further apart. But then there are moments that remind us to be more human. Thank you for calling Amica Insurance. Hey, uh, I was just in an accident. Don't worry, we'll get you taken care of. At Amica, we understand that looking out for each other isn't new or groundbreaking. It's human. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Know your prey. This is a whole new jungle. This is the lion's share brought to you by bet mgm all right uh let me tell you what happened real quick uh last week it was you know christmas and everything so at the national harbor they had like santa claus right outside the sports book i thought it was a little you know a little sketchy putting santa right near the you know the gambling and everything but that's where they had him set up right in the hallway there and there was 275 parents with their children waiting to sit on Santa's lap. And then 40 feet away was Warren Sharp. And there were 12,000 people there to watch Warren Sharp because Warren hits bets and Santa ain't got jack on the mad scientist. Here he is, Warren Sharp, getting ready to get into some of these other games. Miami and New England uh, in Foxborough at Gillette with touchdown Teddy. Going for the Finskis. A touch on Teddy. I, I call him Teddy Covers. Teddy Covers just covers spreads. Do you know this? In his career as a road underdog, he's 19 and 4 ATS. He is on. one of the most disrespected quarterbacks, but who gets the job done when he's catching points on the road. Teddy's been absolutely phenomenal in these situations. I actually think this number is a little bit too high. I mean, the Miami Dolphins to be able to catch three points here. I think that this line was Miami minus two and a half in New England prior to the concussion news coming out. The concussion news obviously comes out. It goes all the way back to the New England Patriots now laying two and a half. But once it was officially official and announced out and popped up on the screen, it moved up to three. To me, that's just a half a point for free. I, I got to take the Dolphins in this spot here. The New England Patriots are not contrived in such a way to have success against this Dolphins defense. There is a clear and defined path to having an easy way to beat this Miami Dolphins defense is to throw the ball down the field. Their secondary is suspect. They're one of the best teams in the NFL at stopping the run. And that's not what the New England Patriots want to do. Matt Patricia likes to run the ball. They like to play the short, quick game. They like to get things done underneath or on the ground. And that's not going to have as much success. They don't have confidence in Mac throwing it deeper. They don't throw deep very often. And then you look at the other side of the ball, multiple players on this New England Patriots injury report who have yet to practice this week. Three guys in the secondary alone. They are having a lot of injury issues right now. And I'm looking at the Dolphins team in a must-win situation going up to New England, catching the three points here. I just think that they're in a good situation. I like the Miami Dolphins. I'm back in the Dolphins here. The other thing, the only positive I'll say about Teddy is this. Tua was throwing the ball very deep down the field on these early down plays, and they weren't having as much success down the stretch, and that caused them to be in a lot of third and long situations. Teddy does not throw the ball as deep down the field. They're going to have a higher rate of completions and thus have more makeable third down situations that I think are going to help keep this offense out on the field a little bit better with Teddy. And the way that Tua has been playing of late, you know, how big of a downgrade actually is Teddy Bridgewater? The other thing is, though Teddy has played a few games this year for the Dolphins, zero of those games were full games that Teddy played with the game plan designed for him. He was filling in for other quarterbacks and not having the game planned all week to sign for him. I think that does make a difference here as well. 
Give me the trends again, please, for the Steeler uh, Ravens where you talked about the dog, just so I can hear them one last time because, honestly, I can't stop thinking about those numbers you gave me. Give them to me again just one more time. Whoever the dog is in the Steelers game since Harbaugh came in 2008 is 21-9-2 ATS, 21-9-3 ATS. And if they are catching three or more points, 17 covers, one ATS loss, and three pushes. So definitely just bet the dog anytime the Steelers play the Ravens, whoever it ends. Jesus, that is unbelievable. So, because you just, you're so, with all these numbers, I feel like I'm in, in, in algebra. So 21-9-2. In, in, as the dog, what was the 17 again? If they're catching three or more points, if that dog is catching three or more points, 17, one and three ATS. <laughs> I'm writing it. I'm writing it. 94%. Crazy. <laughs> I mean, that, that is, I mean, that is staggering. I'm like running to the window. I'm, I'm betting right now as we speak. I'm sorry. The show has to be stopped when I have a large bet to make. That's all there is to it. Carolina and Tampa in Raymond James. I have to say, your uh, Carolina bet last week may have been the greatest thing that's ever happened in America, ever. Uh, I, I certainly don't think that's the case, but uh, no, it, it was definitely fun playing on a team that nobody expects is going to win a game. It was a perfect leg, and if you saw that game coming up to game time, that line continued to drop even though the public continued to put their money on the Detroit Lions, and so that's the point in time where you would want to come in and start teasing a team like the Carolina Panthers, which is something I was doing uh, on Sunday morning as well, watching the line uh, tick up actually Saturday last week. But now you got the Carolina Panthers going up against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers here. And I'm looking at this Tampa Bay defense. And right now, this defense, it might be shocking, but they're bottom five against the run over the last month. And during that span, the Carolina Panthers have a top five rushing offense. They've had a lot of success on the ground. But since Sam Darnold became quarterback in week 12, he is averaging 8.6 yards per attempt. That's number one in the NFL. And this offense is number one in EPA per pass attempt over that same duration of, of time. So this offense, not just on the ground, but through the air is having success. And they're going to be able to attack this Bucks defense in a spot that they're very suspect against, and that is deeper passes. Tampa Bay actually ranks second worst in the NFL versus passes thrown 20 plus yards down the field. Now Carolina is smart. They know themselves. They, they the old Sun Tzu uh, quote from the ancient story about know thyself. Well, this Carolina Panthers team does, and they do not get Sam Darnold to throw the ball at a high rate. But when he throws the ball, he has the fifth highest rate of throwing it 20 plus yards down the field. That's going to be able to attack this Bucks defense where it is soft. On the other side of the ball, speaking of soft, we know that the Carolina Panthers just lost J.C. Horn. They were already without Donta Jackson in their secondary. They lost him in week 12. Now they're without uh, J.C. Horn his first week out. That's going to be a problem against a Bucks team that likes to throw the ball a lot. But here is my plea, my plea for Byron Leftwich. I'll take back everything negatively that I've ever said against you. If you come out in this game and know yourself and realize that you rank as the worst NFL offense when running the football with your backs on first down, but you are a top 10 offense when you pass the ball. And this Carolina Panthers defense was already bad in the secondary to begin with. They're very good against the run. The key is to throw the football on these guys. Now they're down two starters in their secondary. Ignore somebody dropping drinks behind me. The Todd, uh, this team, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, must throw the ball down the field. They must get aggressive on first down and try to take advantage of the weakness of this Panthers. If they do, this game definitely goes over the 40-point total. That's what I like here. I do have my concerns that they're going to be too conservative, like Byron Leftwich has always been, but I will take everything back if he throws the ball on first down. So Sam just told me that uh, he just texted me and said that uh, when the waiter heard the numbers that you gave out for the Steelers-Ravens uh, against the spread, he dropped a tray of 15 empty beer bottles and glasses onto the floor. That's what we heard in the background 
Once that guy heard about those staggering numbers, he lost. He ran straight to the betting window right behind me as well and just started placing his bet on the Steelers there. He left all the broken glass and everything. I would have done the same thing. Jets go to Lumen Field to see the Seahawks who have been dissipating rapidly. Meanwhile, the Jets get Mike White back, if that means anything. It does mean a lot because the, their other options are not good. And Mike White, I think, definitely is an upgrade. Now, he's probably not quite at 100%. Um, and if he takes another shot there, then it's going to be time for one of these other quarterbacks that we really don't want to see. But I think the Jets are going to be improved with Mike White. And the Seahawks defense has had its struggles. That said, a lower total. And this is a Seahawks team that is playing for a lot, actually. They have played themselves into this position where they might miss the playoffs. But they still have an opportunity, especially if they win this game at home to get back on track and sneak into the postseason. And for those reasons, I think that Seattle makes for an interesting teaser like here. I just find it hard to believe that Mike White will come in here and win this game by 10 plus points. I think teasing the Seahawks through the three and through the seven is a smart bet here. I know that Geno Smith has looked terrible of late, but one key is going to get Tyler Lockett back. Lockett makes a big difference, and plus, we know that these Jets defenders, their cornerbacks are elite against outside wide receivers. Lockett operates more in the slot. The fact that he has made what is being termed a miraculous recovery from his injury to his finger and is in line to play for the in this game is absolutely going to help Geno Smith a little bit and attack the Jets where they're softer covering the slot. I expect this game to be one score either way. I'd rather tease the Seahawks than lay the points with the Jets. Wow. So in the end, in the end, you think Brady's going to be able to manipulate that weak secondary of Carolina. If they want to win that game, they just got to throw it a lot. They got to throw it on first down. Every single one of those run plays on first down that gains two yards and sets them up for second and eight is a wasted play. Just flushing that play down the toilet, in my opinion. They need to come out far more aggressive and attack that weakness of Carolina. And if you are able to build a lead instead of come from behind, look at all these times that they're coming from behind, playing with tempo, scoring points. If you start the game like that, guess what? Now Carolina can't run the football as much in the second half. Now Carolina has to get Sam Darnold to throw the ball a lot, which is exactly what Carolina doesn't want to do. You've got to try to jump out for lead against the Carolina Panthers as quickly as possible. Wow, great stuff. All right, when we come back, nine straight games we're going to hit with Warren. We're going to cover all of them. Get your pen and pad ready. You've got to be ready for this guy. He's very slick. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.
right, we're talking to Warren Sharp, and he is giving you the skinny and scoop and final word on what you need to do this weekend, pain day style, NFL Week 17. All right, Chicago's at Ford Field. Do the Lions get back on track after that fat egg they laid in Carolina? They should be able to get back on track. I was looking at a number of ways to try to attack their offense. We know that they have such massive splits, road versus home. Uh, I do think they're going to have some success in this game offensively. But I wasn't comfortable with laying some of the lines and the totals, team totals that I was going to be faced with. So I've done nothing on this game yet. Um, I do think that there's been some talk amongst the Chicago Bears coaching staff that it's important for fields to get the rushing yardage record to break that record for quarterbacks and so I, I can't remember he needs like 150 yards somewhere in that neighborhood to beat it I absolutely think that they're going to be running him a lot and that's actually their most efficient usage of him and their offense uh, so I would be looking to back those numbers take the over in his rushing yards when that comes out almost regardless of what it is uh, to a point because I think they're going to be have it. it's so important to him that he's going to be t- tucking that ball and running it pretty frequently in this game. Yeah, and uh, he's already over 1,000 in 150 carries and eight touchdowns. And I'm not even looking at the numbers. I already saw him like uh, this week. I was looking at what he's done, and it's staggering. Uh, and in fact, to the point where, and I know this is stupid, but I said to Carver High on the show, I'm like, the guy's a running back. He should be a running back or a slot receiver. He can't throw the ball. He's a, a fantastic running the ball. And imagine when he catches the ball, how many ankles he break, the way this guy runs and moves and the moves he has. I think he's a terrible quarterback. I think he's a great runner with the ball, no doubt about it. All right, uh, next game here. I know you think I'm nuts, uh, Warren, but I want to go to the next game. Uh, Indy and the Giants. We think the Giants, this is easy work at – Snoopy in East Rutherford because I am done listening to anything about the Colts other than that they suck. Well, look, Nick Foles was in a difficult situation in that game because he didn't practice with the team much all season long. He didn't get any reps with the starters. Then he's being thrown into the fire and expected to perform. He was actually really, really terrible when he was blitzed. And guess what? That's all the Giants do. I mean, Wink Martindale, number one highest blitz rate in the NFL. He's going to be sending heat to Nick Foles every single play that he drops back on. And as a result, I have my concerns for the Indianapolis Colts. But let's be honest, the time to back the Giants is not when they're laying a large number like this and more than three points at home. Typically, the time to back the Giants is when they're on the road and nobody's thinking that they're going to have any chance of success in those games. And so that's why betting them last week against the Minnesota Vikings was a good bet. And Man, that was a gut-wrenching loss. The Vikings are just the luckiest team in the NFL this year and in recent memory uh, for continuing to win these close games late uh, with the 60-yard field goal to take away the Giants' opportunity to make the playoffs. This is a big, meaningful game for the Giants, though they need to win, but that's why the odds makers set such a big spread. You know, don't think that, oh, well, this is a must-win game, so we're getting a leg up on the odds maker here by laying this number. They've already taken that into consideration. They've padded the spread a little bit for that. As a result, I don't see any value in backing the Giants, but I'll tell you this much. The Colts have not played outdoors since week nine when they played in New England. This is a team that's played two road games since then, and both were in domes. This is their first game outdoors since week nine. They are a dome team. The New York Giants better win this game. That's all I could say. If they don't win this game and they miss out on the playoffs, they'll have nobody to blame but themselves. (laughs) All right. Uh, And uh, by the way, I had the Giants in four and a half last week, so I love that game uh, at U.S. Bank. Arizona and Atlanta. Uh, I'd rather go out with my uh, mother-in-law for lunch than watch that game. Yeah, yeah, one of those long lunches, uh, order some drinks, just keep enjoying the time. And I will tell you this, this is one of those games where uh, we saw sharp guys come in and grab the Arizona Cardinals early. It looks like Colt McCoy is going to be the quarterback. And they weren't that impressed with the job that the Atlanta Falcons have done for the last couple weeks since since switching to Desmond Ritter. Uh, But I don't see enough value here in taking the Arizona Cardinals, even though that's the direction that I would look and lean to in. I don't really know what to expect here because Desmond Ritter 
is eventually going to play better. The longer that he's in there, the better that he's going to play. And I think the better plays that Arthur Smith might end up calling for him. Um, but this Arizona Cardinals team, I mean, they're just waiting for the season to end. It can't get here fast enough for them. Uh, this is, you know, J.J. Watt just announced that he's going to be retiring after the end of the season. And th this team is obviously going to have some major changes from a personnel perspective after this year. Uh, I don't know that I want to back them on the road, but typically this is when Cliff Kingsbury's at his best is as a road underdog. Yeah, they suck. Okay, so I'm done with them. Uh, and speaking of suck, Denver is right in that field as well. They live right in the center of town. Uh, they fired their coach. Their quarterback is awful. And they just gave him $250 million. And they're going to Kansas City. Remember, Kansas City was up 27-zip in Denver and blew that cover. Are they going to run them out of Arrowhead on Sunday, or is it going to be the same type of game? Well, here's the thing. Normally when a team fires their coach, you get like that dead cat bounce where the team performs better, they rally around some guys and they end up having a good game the next week. The issue I think though, is that earlier in the season, the team absolutely hated their head coach, right? He was making dumb decisions, bad play calls, uh, wasting plays at the end, not using timeouts properly and cost them a couple of losses. At this point in the season, this team didn't hate their head coach. They hated Russ. Like, it's quite clear. The offensive line doesn't like him. The defense doesn't like him. There are some major issues with Russ. And guess who they didn't fire? Russ. And he's still quarterbacking them in this game. So, for, that, for those reasons, I'm not running to back the Denver Broncos here. But, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs have shown us time and time again they are not to be trusted laying a big number. They will work to get a lead. And after that point in time, all they care about is the win. They don't care about style points. They don't care about uh, running the score up. All they care about is getting themselves out of Dodge as quickly as possible late, which is why they turn to the run and just try to convert on third down and keep the ball and keep that clock rolling. Uh, Philly and the Saints at the link, and it you know seems as though Hertz was taking all the first-team reps today. So I think that means he'll do it tomorrow, and he'll play in this game. Do the Saints, who've won two in a row, and they punched Cleveland in the mouth last week after being down seven zip in the snow, they won. I know they're one game back with Carolina. They have something to play for here. Can they give Philly a game? I think they could. I mean, if they come out here with, like, throw caution to the wind literally and just call the most fun, exciting offense that they can, I think they could have some success because I do believe that Philly might play this game a little bit tight to the vest, right? They don't want, if Hertz is out there, they're not going to overextend him. They're just looking for a win to lock up home field advantage throughout the playoffs. And as a result, I don't think they're looking to style and profile. They're looking to just win and get home safely. Uh, and that gives opportunity for the team that really doesn't have anything to lose by calling a very aggressive offense. I will say I was shocked when some people came in early and bet the Saints, driving that number from seven all the way down as low as I was seeing like some five and a halfs out there. It just seemed right. like that's the type of move that we would see on a Saturday night to Sunday morning when you already have a Saints plus seven and you see this line get to five and a half two hours before the game and you start feeling really good about your Saints bet. It was just odd for that line movement and those bets to come in so early in the week. And now it looks like those guys wasted their money too early because they could have had a better number had they just waited to see what was going to happen with Hertz. I don't know for sure if Hertz is playing, but it certainly looks like the chance that uh, if he does play, they're going to try to limit him, his exposure as much as possible, in my opinion. What about um, this game between Cleveland and Washington at the dump in Landover? This game sets up perfectly for Washington in my mind because what is the way to beat Washington? It's to throw the ball. Throw the ball over the top. Their secondary stinks. They're really good against the run. In fact, they rank number four against the run despite playing the number one toughest schedule of run offenses on the season. So you don't want to run the ball a lot against them. You want to throw. But what does Cleveland want to do? They just want to run the ball. They don't have a lot of confidence in Deshaun Watson. He's not having a lot of success throwing the ball down the field. So they're going to enter this game wanting to run it. And I've heard Nick Chubb talking about he wants to get a record and they might give Nick Chubb a lot of carries in this one. But this is a very difficult run defense. I just feel like they might burn a lot of opportunities here. This is another one of those games where it really is on Washington. If they don't win this game and they miss the playoffs as 
a result, they've got nobody to blame but themselves because they should be able to run the ball and they should be able to throw the ball. And I think Brian Robinson could be in for a good game for Washington on the ground. But Washington was doing inexplicable things with their play calling out in San Francisco. They were running the ball on 82% of their early down plays in the first half against a top five run defense that was shutting these runs down for like two yards of carry. I'm not sure what Scott Turner was aiming for there, uh, but this offense for Washington needs to be a lot more balanced. They do have Carson Wentz coming back. I think he's probably going to come out this game playing more conservatively. They need to win this game. He got benched for throwing some picks. I think that they come out a little bit more conservatively here. I think this game could be played pretty close to the vest early on before it potentially could open up later. Jacksonville and Houston, you said earlier that they always have problems with the Texans. And the Texans are looking at four straight weeks here of playing pretty good football. And they finally won last week. And I bet on them to win in Nashville outright. Every single team, every single coach team by the Jacksonville Jaguars has problems against the Houston Texans. Obviously, Urban Meyer did last year, but so did Doug Peterson this year. And last year and, and two years ago, we saw the last nine times that the Houston Texans have played the Jaguars. Houston is 9-0 straight up and 7-2 ATS. We know that the Jaguars are laying four points here, and we know that when this line was as high as five, that we saw sharp money come in and buy the Houston Texans down to four. I would be leaning towards the Texans if I had to do anything here. One of the biggest surprises about the Houston Texans, of course, they're doing what they need to do on offense to keep these games close against some you know, teams that they're very outmatched against. But they rank number one in the NFL down this back stretch in pressure rate. They're really doing a good job of getting pressure on opposing quarterbacks. So it's going to be on them to manufacture some pressure. We know the Jaguars don't need to win this game. They need to win next week's game. Is there an element of look ahead or does Doug Peterson get them focused? He said that they don't want to lay down for any of these games, but will they actually not lay down against a team like the Texans? That has nothing to lose. If I'm the Texans coaching staff, I'm trying to lose this game to get a better draft pick, but it does not seem like Lovey Smith cares at all about that uh, And they, as they won their game last week and might be fighting here as well. So just so you know, Warren, when you see me uh, looking down, most people would be uh, looking at the script of the show. I actually am reverting to my shorthand days of journalism school uh, 35 years ago. I'm writing in shorthand every single thing that you tell me and stats and numbers so that when I go to the window, I've got it all figured out like I did earlier with the Steeler game. All right, San Francisco and the Raiders in Vegas. Uh, I, I'm done with the Raiders. I mean, what's going to happen here? Well, there's a reason this line obviously ballooned all the way out to 10. Uh, is because Derek Carr is no longer there. What's the team's uh, strategy here offensively? How do the how does the team feel about this? I would be looking to back the underdog at this point, as shocking as it is, catching all those points because there's some familiarity with the quarterback. Uh, if I had to do anything, but that's the beauty of betting on the NFL, Scott. You can only you do what you want to do, and in this game, I'm going to have no action on either side. All right, when we come back, we'll quickly hit the Rams Chargers and focus on the Bills Bengals. Warren Sharp. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going and the four walls that welcome you home. When you combine auto and home insurance with Amica, we'll help protect it all. And the more you cover, the more you can save. Amica, empathy is our best policy. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. 
Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, chicks dig Warren because he's a genius and he makes lots of money. This always goes hand in hand. Uh, the Rams Chargers, Warren, in so high, la 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 la, lipstick city. Real quick on that one because I want Bills Bengals more from you. Rams have nothing to lose. Rams are airing it out, trying to put on a show with Baker Mayfield. I saw this total get bet up from 41. That's the way I would have looked in this one, but I did not choose to bet that one. I'll have nothing on this game. It's a game that the, means nothing to the Rams at all. And what about this great Monday night game in the jungle? I've been surprised that Josh Allen, Josh Allen since week seven, he ranks 31st in completion percentage on offense. The Cincinnati Bengals have the number one defense in the NFL against quarterback completion percentage. Their defensive coordinator is a mastermind at making those second half adjustments and trying to slow down opposing offenses. I think that this game is live for the underdog Cincinnati Bengals here. Now, it would be hard to envision that we're going to see the Bills really get rolled over here. I think this game's going to be really close. I w- it wouldn't be shocking to me, though, if teasing the Cincinnati Bengals, you got to use a six-and-a-half-point teaser, getting them through the seven isn't the smartest bet on the board for this particular game. Um, I know that they are down one of their starting offensive linemen, but I still think that they're going to have enough efficiency with Joe Burrow and how well he is playing right now and executing this offense, playing at home in such a big game. I think they're going to come full bore and be able to play really efficiently here. Uh, I, I look for them to get the cover, but I like them in a teaser. Why don't you tease them with the Pittsburgh Steelers that we talked about earlier? Oh. Oh, there you go. Write that down, fans. Uh, Do you think if they play again in Orchard Park in the AFC title game, the Bills would beat them at home? Probably, yes, because I think the team that loses the first game has those opportunities to make the adjustments, and I think Josh Allen playing at home in a playoff game is just so difficult to deal with. Plus, maybe he has more time to rest that elbow, which I think is bothering him. Warren... Happy New Year, you're a badass. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a house. It's your home, the place that's filled with memories. The early days of figuring it out to the later years of still figuring it out. For the place you've put down roots, trust Amica Home Insurance. Amica, empathy is our best policy.